The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email spots. clients. Identify Some fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about B2B SEO. Joining us is Brad Smith, who is the founder and CEO of both Codeless and Wordable. Wordable is a content management tool that allows you to instantly export content to any website in seconds, in bulk, in whatever format you please. And Codeless is a content production company whose content has been highlighted by the New York Times, Business Insider, The Next Web, and thousands of other publications. Yesterday, Brad and I talked about how to create ROI-driven B2B content. And today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about the framework for producing SERP-topping viral B2B content. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Brad Smith, CEO of Codeless and Wordable. Brad, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. I'm excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about some content strategy specifically focused on B2B, making sure that you can actually drive ROI. And the takeaway from that conversation was you have to understand who you're targeting, with what keywords, make sure that you can actually rank for them. And then you have to make sure that you're using the data that you're collecting from your SEO strategies to retarget, to get people to subscribe to your newsletter, making sure that all the other marketing activities are being fed by your top of funnel activities. I want to talk a little bit today about specifically tackling the search and not only creating content that is going to rank, but also understanding what drives virality. Talk to me about your strategy for producing, for SERP topping viral B2B content. Definitely. So B2B content tends to be a couple things. It tends to be really dry and boring. <laughs> uh, number one, it tends to be 
technical and complex or overly complex. It tends to be... Awesome podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, this one. But unfortunately, most B2B content tends to like fall into these buckets. And that's the challenge is that if you make something that's too generic or too dry or too boring, it's not going to resonate. And, and all the stuff we're doing, all the content stuff we're doing, all the SEO stuff we're doing, it's still like classic marketing and advertising. Whereas what's the old adage like, Customers need to see your your brand fourteen times or whatever it is, like whatever the number is. I've heard anything from seven to a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Like they need to see it a few times. Uh, we're all in agreement before they actually like remember you. And if you think about it from a B two B standpoint for content, if it's dry, if it's technical, if it's boring, if it doesn't like resonate, it's going to be a challenge. The other thing that you were seeing today in SERPs is that there's a lot of like copycat content. And we see this with new writers, for example, we might hire a new writer. If they don't really understand the space that they're working in, they often will just reference like what's already ranking and then kind of just like more or less rewrite it and rephrase it and rip it off. And that that becomes a problem too, because again, it doesn't make your B2B content stand out or resonate or whatever. So that's, that's kind of like the issue that most companies are up against. So tell me the secret. If we're living in a copycat world, how do you cut through the noise? Start as much as you can to work with a subject matter expert. Not all writers are subject matter experts, but one of the things that we find that can help is if you pair a really good writer with a subject matter expert. For instance, if uh, let's say the owner of a company or the founder of a company or CEO of a company is the subject matter expert, or there's like a technical lead or something like that, those people usually know the ins and outs, not just their product, but also their space, what their customers' problems are, all that kind of stuff. They don't always do a great job of putting that down on uh, paper, so to speak. And if and when they do, they're inconsistent because it takes a lot of time and they're busy with other things. And so can you have like a writer or writers almost interview these people if the writers themselves aren't sort of matter experts? The key is to really understand like how do we go beyond like the generic surface level understanding of a space or of a topic or problem and get into like the, the nitty gritty. The other thing you could also do, if not like a subject matter expert internally or in-house is also customers too. So let's take an example of like a website and like a redesign a website or how do we migrate a website and not lose our SEO rankings because we want to make sure things like the URLs aren't changing and all that, all that kind of nerdy stuff that typically comes up. Uh, a perfect example would be to just interview customers too. So have writers interview customers. And what you're trying to do is pair like the SEO data that you've researched, the stuff that's showing up in SERPs that you should be writing about, so semantic keywords, common questions, people also ask questions, all that kind of stuff with actual customer insights or in-house insights to create more of like a well-rounded piece of content that brings in that nuance and subtlety. So the takeaway here is that you might find a great writer, somebody that's good at putting the right words on the page, but they don't necessarily understand the topic. And if that's the case, it doesn't mean that they can't write about it. What you want to do is connect them with some sort of an expert source so they can basically repurpose the information that the expert knows as opposed to just taking what's already been written, which is what they're competing against. Now, the question I have for you here, and this is something that we're struggling with. I, you mentioned migrating a website. We just migrated the MarTech podcast, my other podcast, from Squarespace to WordPress. We're expanding the site. We moved from one page per interview to one page per episode. So we got a lot more content, but we're thinking about creating more blog content, more written format as opposed to repurposing our podcasts. The notion of virality, just creating the content and hoping that it ranks is one marketing strategy, but content is more than just SEO, right? It can be 
an organic growth channel. It also can be something that you pay to syndicate. How do you make your B2B content go viral? Totally. So in the first episode, we talked about you should only compete for keywords that you can win. And one of the points that's relevant here is that if I'm doing keyword research for something, I already should know how I'm going to promote it before I start writing it. So for instance, if I need to rank a piece of kick content that needs 10 referring domains, I need to have a pretty good idea of how I'm going to get those 10 referring domains before I create the piece of content. And what that helps me do is it helps me bring in things to the content that I know are going to be successful. For instance, can I bring in proprietary data? Can we run a custom survey? Can we interview someone that I know who is then going to help me promote it for me? Can we create custom illustrations or video or other assets that are going to be make it much easier to promote after the fact? And so I think that's the key is to understand content isn't just a 2000 word article. Content is like this multifaceted thing where there's, there's quotes, there's images, there's design, there's video. The video might be examples. The video might go into more detail on a subject. Like what are all the things that I can bring together in this one piece of content that are going to help me then turn around and pitch it to a journalist, ask another company to share it, lead into a, web, a webinar that we're running on the same topic, run ads to this. If ads, what kind of ads? Are they going to be carousel style Facebook ads? Are they going to be video snippets on Facebook? Like, Get really, really specific about how we're actually going to promote this thing. And that's going to help us put things into the content to make that job easier. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. When I think of the term virality, right, we're talking about content syndication and paying Mm -hmm. to promote your content, working with other influencers, sharing the content in public forums. That seems like a distribution strategy as opposed to virality seems like, well, here's a funny meme that people are like, sending around to each other and is just being discovered. Yeah. Is there a difference or is there a strategy to actually drive the word of mouth type sharing of content? There is. It tends to be very, very... I shouldn't say it tends to be. It's often easier to do that when it's very, very top of funnel. It has a lot less to do with your actual business or what you're selling. So it's kind of a, a good thing and a bad thing. And that a perfect example... 
one of our friends, Gaetano, works for Nextiva. They're a big uh, boy phone system software company. They did this amazing video where he went to a local mall. I think it was like in Scottsdale because that's where they're based. He went to a Scottsdale mall. He would just approach people randomly and try to basically read off or approach them and ask them questions uh, that, that we all get on LinkedIn, like LinkedIn spam in our inboxes. Um, and it became really funny because it was like, hey, it was just so odd. You breathe air, I breathe air. Would you like to buy something? <laughs> exactly. I it was on so, your profile that you yeah, are employed. It was so like jarring and awkward because that's what those messages are in reality. So that went viral in the classic sense of it took off, like it got tons of views. It, it, it was amazing from a brand awareness perspective. It had very little to do with selling VoIP software systems. And so that's kind of like the good news, bad news in that if you're trying to achieve some sort of virality to something that has a little commercial or product intent, you often need to engineer that yourself. So it's not just going to go viral because you made a super awesome video about your product because that's going it's going to come back to that dryness. It's going to come back to that technical. So you need to make it go viral in that you need to understand how you're going to promote it through syndication, distribution, which is what you're talking about and what we kind of referenced earlier, I think. Yeah, you know, I think that the trick here is virality is generally content that's hilarious. The, the biggest example that I think of with virality is the Harry's Razors or was it Dollar Shave Club? I forgot which brand was first, but they made the uh, video that everybody and their mother saw talking about the razor industry. And it was a hilarious video and everybody saw it and all of a sudden they had a billion dollar brand. If it were only that simple, right? I'm sure that that was very well thought out and very well produced and planned, but it was also engaging content. It's hard to do in B2B. And so you have to manufacture virality. And a lot of that has to do with either what you're doing to promote it. And a lot of that is paid or who you're working with. Look, if you're going to create a piece of content and it's going to get picked up by the New York Times, you're going to get a lot of distribution. You're probably banging the PR drum pretty hard to get that piece of content in that type of publication. A hundred percent. You're working the back channels. You know people who know people. A lot of it too comes back to relationships, but that's always like a try to answer. So I try to take a step further. It's like, how can I help this person with something so that they will ultimately at some point help me in a more of a reciprocity way? And another example just could be like, if we're trying to raise awareness for something, can we piggyback across other large brands? And how can we help them with something that they can't do already themselves? And that, that's where you have to be a little creative and uh, like ingenuity comes into it. Because if it's a huge brand, they already have all the eyeballs. They already have more money than I do. I can't help them with, with those things. So I need to help them in a different way. What's that going to be? It's going to be a connection in some way. It's going to be some exclusive thing that they don't already have access to, some type of relationship that they would like that they don't. It could be, in our case, it could be free content. Like the, you have to get creative in terms of like how you're Third actually... Third-party like, validation is a big one, right? We used the example yesterday of Monday.com. Yep. Monday has money. They're a publicly traded company. It's not like, hey... I'm going to pay you to promote this piece of content, then it's not of interest to them. Yep. But if you talk about how Wordless uses Monday.com or how the MarTech podcast and the Voices of Search podcast use Monday.com to grow their business and they get third-party validation, that can be something that's very interesting to them. Totally, 100%. Another example of that too is like, so we use uh, Market News. We use a lot of these like content optimization tools to help inform some of the content direction and all that other stuff. So we did something with them where we were like, let us help you by doing a case study and we'll do it on like one of our big clients because for them, like no one really cares about an agency or, or, what, <laughs> or what an agency has to say. 
but they do care if an agency used their tool on some other huge website and, and helps grow traffic and SEO and all this other stuff. And so it's kind of like connecting the dots a little bit and helping other people get, get what they want or need. And like you're saying, if you're in that position if you, where you're trying to approach huge brands, it's not often the obvious things like, oh, can we just pay you a hundred bucks or whatever? Like even pick a bigger number. If they're going to turn it down because they don't need it from you, basically. So I guess my takeaway here for a framework for producing SERP topping viral B2B content is virality is probably something that's going to be difficult to achieve alone. You need to think about what content you're producing, making sure that it's engaging, making sure that you understand the audience. But more than anything, you need to think about the distribution plan for it. Who are you working with? Who can you get involved in the content production process? How are they going to share the content? Or can you just pay to promote it? That's generally the way to top the SERP. Yeah, exactly. And how much of that can you engineer from the very beginning? So another like real quick example I'll leave you with is uh, we wanted to do a piece of content on like cheap content writing services that are giving all of us a bad name. And so we actually paid to have a test article written by a bunch of different companies. And then we ranked them. And then we had influencers weigh in and tell us what was good and bad about each perspective piece of content. And so if you think about it that way, it's not just like a standard straightforward piece of you know, article. It's We're intentionally engineering the content in such a way that it's got a really unique angle. It's got influencers involved from the very beginning, giving us quotes and examples. And so guess what? When it comes time to promote it, they're obviously going to do it because their name's on it. So make your life easier on the promotion side by actually making the, the actual asset, the content more interesting to begin with. Build relationships with the people that you want to promote your content while you are writing the content. They're going to be significantly more likely to share it once it's published. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brad Smith, CEO of Codeless and Wordable. Join us again tomorrow when Brad and I wrap up the conversation talking about how to build a B2B content team in 2021. In the meantime, we'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Brad, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his websites, which are getcodeless.com, G-E-T-C-O-D-E-L-E-S-S.com, or wordable.io, that's W-O-R-D-A-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. 
You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 